Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the fourth year of the Talking Smack podcast here on the Griffcast at Canisius College, where for another year, college basketball starts back up tomorrow. So we have uh, a lot to preview, both on the on the MAC side of things and the national side of things. So my name is Aiden Jolly, alongside Adam Borsky. Let's do it. Less than 24 hours. Yeah. Pretty happy about that. I'm not going to lie. Pretty, uh, pretty content. Yes. Um, so, so we'll start up with the Mac. I think the thing with the, this league this year is going to be, we, we, we were talking about it right before uh, we started recording. So many teams have like everybody back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to make for a pretty strong league this year. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to think. I think so, too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, you're going to have a couple teams that are pushing the verge of the bubble. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I do think oh, no, that, definitely. yeah, but I do think that that battle that kind of occurs every year within the MAC, um, that battle from like, you know, fourth through like ninth or third through ninth, you know what I mean? It, it seems like every single year, those six, seven teams are separated by a game or two. I really do think it's going to be another one of those years. You know what I mean? To, to your point, with everybody right. bringing everybody back, a lot of familiarity, a lot of talent throughout the conference. I do think that's it, it should be, as you said, a very exciting year. Yeah, I want to bring up, uh, and I told you about this a week or two ago, in the uh, the Ken Palm projections. I, I, I mean, take Ken Palm for what you will. Um in terms of using those records, but every single team in the league is projected between 13 and nine wins. Every single team in this league, yeah. which I think is crazy. That is crazy. That is so nuts. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that is seriously just a credit to how balanced this league is. You know what I mean? It's any team can beat any team on any given night. You know, it, it really is what makes it a fun league. You know what I mean? You're not going to go out there and watch, you know, five top 100 recruits play each other, but you are going to get some fun basketball, some fun matchups, some fun rivalries. So, yeah, I'm just happy. I'm, college basketball is back, man. I'm just – it, it makes me happy. It makes me smile, man. <laughs> so, let's get into uh... – so I want to, I, I had trouble pulling up my Ken Palm because it, it wouldn't let me log in for a second as we were doing this. But yeah, <laughs> so you got St. Peter's is now projected at 13 and seven. Last time I checked, they were 12 and eight. Um, but then you got, so I own St. Peter's 13 and seven, then Fairfield, Monmouth, Ryder, and Quinnipiac, all 10 and 10. And then Canisius, Manhattan, Niagara, Marist, and Siena, all nine and 11 is your projections. <laughs> that's so that's so nuts, man. That is so, so nuts. And it, that, that, it doesn't shock me either, man. It doesn't shock no. me at all. Not at all. Like so, that, that all we'll, could occur and it would not shock me one bit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, so let's just, let's jump into who's, I guess, probably going to be the best team in the, in the year. Um, the now five-time defending league champions, Iona. Uh, 12 and six last year. Um, you know, the big 
guys, they, they bring in two power conference transfers in Elijah Jolly from SMU. Those different make difference makers. They do they did lose Isaiah Ross and Asante Gist. Um, but just about, but I think those two guys are gonna be the ones to replace them. I mean, they bring back Nelly Jr. Joseph, they Barrett Gene Nelise, they bring back Dylan Van Eyck. I mean, this is a it's a retooled Iona Ross, we'll say that like most of it is still there, but the, the guys at the top are retooled. Yeah, I it's nuts to me that they lose Asante Gist, Isaiah Ross, who were two of the better players in the MAC last year, especially Isaiah. I mean, even you you could put them right. both up there as probably two top 15 players in the conference last year for sure. And Absolutely. they just they I'm just fine. they just bring in two Elijah Joyner, Tyson Jot, like Rick Patino, man. I, I, that is just that is just the Rick Patino <laughs> effect in my I mind. Know. That is so crazy to me yeah. that in a team in a conference like the Mac, where you lose two of your best players and you're just like, oh, it's fine. We'll just bring in a guy that averaged double digit points last year at, at Tulsa and another guy that nearly averaged double digit points last year with SMU and we'll be fine. You know what I mean? And, and it's not like these are right. like, so, these are red shirt seniors. These are experienced guys that have been through right. the ringer, know what they're doing. And they decided to use their last year of eligibility to go play under Rick, Rick Patino in the Mac. Like that is, that is crazy. And it just kind of shows you the power and the influence that Rick Patino has running this team now. And yeah, as, as you said, it's just a retooled team. And I think it is absolutely safe to say that this is the best team in the Mac heading into the season. Right. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, and I would, I would project them to win, to win the league. I think at least in the regular season, obviously when, you know, we get down to the conference tournament in four months, um, you know, we won't know uh, exactly what will happen there, but you know, another team I'm, I'm looking at um, is St. Peter's. They don't really have a ton of new guys this year, losing Casey and Defo, um, two-time conference defensive player of the year in the league. That will not be easy. But other than that, they have everybody back. They got Daryl Banks, Fussy Uni Drain, uh, Matthew Lee. This is a team that's, you know, still going to be at the top of the league. Another team I'm looking at that might surprise a little bit this year is Maris. Uh, they didn't lose a ton. Uh, they have their entire starting lineup back. Um, you know, I think that's going to be – an interesting team to follow, uh, especially during the non-conference slate. Uh, uh, I think Ryder is going to be good this year. Uh, they back Demencio Vaughn. Um, probably, I'd say the most improved team in the league is Ryder. Mm -hmm. No, I would agree with that. I think, I think the addition of Demencio, well, the re-addition, I guess, of Demencio Vaughn. Right. Yeah, I think that that plays a big part. I think Dwight Murray was one of the he's a bit of a breakout player last year. I mean, he, he really right. came into his own and I mean, averaged almost 16 points a game, six rebounds, four assists. I mean, he was extremely talented, extremely explosive. Um, I'm going to butcher this name because I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's been so long, but Ajiri Ajimuno Johnson, if, if I, I hope I got that right. Ojimono. Ojimono Johnson, excuse me. Ojimono Johnson. Uh, I remember watching him <laughs> in Atlantic city. I was extremely impressed with him. I thought he, really brought a good presence on the glass for Ryder. 
I thought he rebounded well. I thought just in the paint as a whole, I thought he was a very impressive force for them. Um, yeah, I mean, to your point, the Brunson, the old Vaughn, you bring in a couple other guys, uh, Cedric Altman from Pepperdine, uh, Mervyn James with North Alabama. I think, I think to your point, I think that they certainly are one of the more improved teams in the league. Uh, I'm curious to see what Kevin Baggett can do with this group. Um, again, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're, you know, I think we definitely are in agreement. I own the best team, but this is one of those teams that could maybe slot into that, you know, three, four, five, six range comfortably and, and kind of be a team that is competitive towards the top of the Mac. Mm-hmm. Another guy that you said, you, Jumono Johnson um, in Atlantic city. One guy I was impressed with there uh, who is back this year is Tyrell Bladen. Um, 610, 230. He's a force, especially on the defensive end. He can't get, he isn't, probably not going to give you a ton on offense, uh, but he's one of those guys that's tough defensively and Ryder needs that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I don't know. I might be crazy. Did he get hurt? I thought I saw something a while ago about him getting hurt. I could be way off on that though. I might be thinking of something. Hold on. <laughs> we got, we got some in, in podcast research currently because you know, we're, we're so professional here on the Talking Smack podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yep, uh, Torres yeah. Torres ACL. Yeah, I completely missed that. Torres ACL. Okay, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that was, one of, yeah, that was one of those things. I was like, I thought I remember seeing his name somewhere. But, yeah, so I guess, I mean, taking what you just said and going the opposite, that is a loss. That's a big loss for them. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? He, he's, as you said, he was good in Atlantic City. He's certainly 6'10". You know, that's that's tough size to replace. So I think that's definitely going to be a loss that will hurt mm-hmm. them. But even with that, uh, I, I still agree with you. I think that they're certainly a, a solid team. They bring in some new guys that can absolutely ball for them. I'm sure that they will mm-hmm. be towards the top of the Mac. I, I think I feel comfortable saying that. Right. Uh, player of the year this year. Um, one team, another team that uh, I'm interested in, uh, that's usually not a team towards the top of the league, uh, but was in the conference title game, kind of made a, a little bit of a run last year was Fairfield. Um, they don't really lose anybody. Bring back that entire starting lineup of Wojtek, Taj Benning, Caleb Green, Chris Mido, and Zach Chrysler. They also bring back Jesus Cruz. They bring back Supreme Cook. Um, you know, that, that's another team to keep an eye on. I think could be towards the top of the league. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's just goes back to the point we were talking about earlier with the familiarity and the, the amount of guys that are just back right. in the league this year. I mean, you, Fairfield is the perfect example of that. The absolute perfect example of that. I think if, mm-hmm. if Jay young can just pretty much run it back, I mean, like you said, they were hot in Atlantic city. If you can somehow some way manage to keep right. that momentum going you know, get a couple of nice non-conference wins. Who knows? The sky could be the limit for them with the fact that they're so familiar with one another. They, everybody will have a year under Jay Young and his offense and his defense for that matter, his whole system. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? I mean, Jesus Cruz was a guy that I was really high on a couple of years ago. He had a great, I think it was his sophomore year, his junior year. Um, he played really, really well. And he was 
to me, it was a bit of a disappointment last year. I think he only averaged like eight, mm-hmm. eight points, something like that. And I expected him to continue uh, to take a leap. 8.7. Yeah, 8.7, yeah. So I kind of expected him to take a leap last year, and he he, he really didn't. You know, I was I was a bit disappointed in that. And, All right. you know, I think if he can contribute, like you said, Jake Wojcik, Supreme Cook, uh, Taj Benning, all were very good players for them, Caleb Green. So, you know. It's just going to be a matter of how how much does that familiarity help them? How much does that running it back, you know, give them? How how, how many, you know, how many wins can that can that give? Right, right, and you know, just running through the rest of the league, Canisius has ten of thirteen back. Um, you know, we've talked about them, and I wrote about them at length uh, in the past week or in the past couple weeks. A uh, ton of guys back uh, just lost Jelani White and Majesty Brandon. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Get on the court a little more consistently. Xavier Long is a freshman uh, that the Griffs are pretty high on. Um, Niagara, ton of guys back. The only guy they really lost was Kobe Nwandu. Uh They got Marcus Hammond back, Justin Roberts, Greg Kakuamenza. Nick Kratholm is back. Raheem Solomon is back. Um Monmouth is the team that did lose a little bit. Um, they lost Dion Hammond and Malik Martin. That's two double-digit scorers. Um, Shavar Reynolds. They have Shavar Reynolds now, um, who was a transfer from – I'm blanking. Uh, Seton Hall, I have. Seton Hall. Yeah, Seton Hall. Uh, transfer from there. Uh, Quinnipiac has four guys back uh, in terms of starters, bunch of reserves. Um Sienna is the last team. The only team I haven't mentioned here is Sienna, um, who lost an absolute ton. Like, they're Sienna is probably the biggest question mark. In I the you, this you year, just took, you know, it's, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Jalen Pickett and Jordan King, that's that's three double digit scorers mm-hmm. that are gone. I was about to say, I you took the words and, right out of my mouth. I was just going to say that they're to me the biggest question mark in this league, without a doubt. I mean, losing Jalen Pickett, who was last year, if I'm not mistaken, the preseason player of the year. Uh, Manny Camper had a right. pretty big coming out – or, excuse me, Jordan King had a pretty big coming out party. Manny Camper was Manny Camper. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really going to be interesting to see what they can do because, as you said, a lot of guys coming in, a lot of moving pieces. I'm really – I'm really – they are a team that I would like to watch – in their non-conference games. I'm really curious to see what they're right. going to look like because right now, I don't know. You know what you have in Jackson Stormo. You know what you have in Nick Hopkins. Those are two pretty solid players. Right. I mean, Jackson Stormo in particular, he had 10 and, let's see, yeah, 10 and five last year he averaged. So, right. you know, you know what you have in him, capable big man, but beyond that, you really don't know. You really don't. Um, I do well, know, right. I, I, I can say this some insider information here not really insider. this is just information from a few years oh. ago but yeah uh jace johnson who they brought in from middle tennessee uh went to Kenesha's high school uh in buffalo covered him for multiple years when he was in okay. high school uh really powerful player powerful player i mean he's he almost okay. is built like a football player the last time i watched him play uh really strong you know talented able to drive to the basket so I'll be curious to watch him just because again, I have, you know, I, I obviously it's one of those guys where it's like, Oh yeah, I watched him in high school. I have, you know, he's great. 
but yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's uh I think he could certainly have an impact on them if he's, you know, if he's still the player he was a few years ago, and I'm sure he is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really am curious to see what this team is going to be like, though. And if I'm not mistaken, let me check this. Just so I, I know not. they're excited about. Um, I know they're excited about Anthony Gaines, uh, the uh, uh, senior transfer from Northwestern. Um, I see Javian McCollum, the freshman. Um, or Anthony Gaines is a redshirt senior. I'm sorry. Javian McCollum is a freshman um, who they're pretty excited about. So those two guys, I think will be guys to watch for them. Anthony Gaines is a really good rebounder um, out of Northwestern. I think he'll probably um, be one of the in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I, I could see oh. that. I totally could see that. I think. Right. Okay. My bad. Sorry. I, I was looking up to make sure I wasn't wrong here. At St. Bonaventure tomorrow to open at the Riley Center. Yeah. That is about as tough of an opening matchup in terms of setting, in terms of team, in terms of or in terms right. of opponent, in terms of hype around that opponent. That is going to be a tough one for them. I'm really curious to see how they come out and play right. because on paper, a team with a lot of question marks, a team with a lot of unknowns, a lot of moving pieces, chemistry probably is not going to be there. I'm very curious to see how they hold up against this St. Bonaventure team. I'm very, very curious to see that. Mm-hmm. And that that game, um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about St. Bonaventure because they that's a program that has a ton, a ton of hype around it. Um, Jalen Attaway and Kyle Lofton are uh, both game time decisions um, tomorrow. They had an exhibition game uh, last Thursday against Alfred State. Uh, both of them sat out that game. Um, but that'll be, uh, something to monitor, um, for the Bonaventure situation. Canisius plays that at Bonaventure this Sunday at the Riley center. I will be at that game. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that one. The first Canisius game, um, I will be attending this year. It's their third game of the season. Uh, Canisius opens the season, uh, at Miami tomorrow. They'll play East Carolina on Friday. Uh, that's on the road, and then the Bonaventure game um, on Sunday just to start out uh, their their little stretch. So I and we'll jump over to and we've talked about them the past couple of minutes. St. Bonaventure, mm-hmm. you know, they're open season at number twenty three in the country. Uh, there's a ton of hype around this team. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see um, how they look. Oh, I agree. I mean, this, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but if I, if I saw the stat correctly, first time since the seventies, I think that they've been ranked in the preseason poll, um, which Mm -hmm. is just, it's crazy to think about because, you know, you think about St. Bonaventure as a program and a lot of history there, you know what I mean? Like traditionally I think of, I mean, and this is, I'm a bit biased, of course, because I'm from Western New York. I, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard all about the Bonnies and, you know, how right. their teams back in the day, blah, blah, blah. But there is so, like, there is not much, there, there are not more passionate fans, you know what I mean? Or very few more passionate yes. fans than the fans you, you see at the Riley Center. I mean, that is a crazy, crazy atmosphere. And for them to actually have a team that is right. <laughs> on paper, has a lot of hype around them, it's very, very exciting. I mean, Osun Osuni, 
uh, Kyle Lofton, Jaron Holmes. I mean, those three guys right there are probably Dom Welch. Dom, yeah, Tom Welch. Fun, fun fact, shout out Tom. Speaking of high school guys, all time Western New York high school scorer in, in all of Western New York. There you go. Holds the record, Dom Welch. Shout out Dom Welch. But just yes. so much talent on that team, so much hype. It's really exciting. It's really exciting because, you know, yeah. other than UB a few years ago, Western New York has not had much uh, college men's basketball stuff to cheer about. You know what I mean? <laughs> Historically, right. on, on, besides that Bonaventure team from the 70s, have not had much. So I'm really curious to see where this team ends up. I'm curious to see what they can do. Uh, you know, I, I think that they certainly – can win some games and push towards top 15, top 10. I, I think that they can. I'm really excited to see Definitely. what they can do. Definitely. And I think uh, they're, they're a bit of an anomaly when it comes to today's state of college basketball. They have an all-senior starting five who all averaged in double figures last season. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. And it shows. And I think they get the results this year because of that. They're one of the most experienced teams, not just in that Atlantic 10, but around the country. Mm-hmm. And I think that will, you know, prove worthy when uh, we go into even just out in November and December, even through uh, the rest of that league schedule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm looking at this is I'm looking a month in advance right now. Um, is going to be their game against UConn on December 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, neutral site game at the Prudential Center. I'm really interested to see how that game goes for them because they open up the season with Sienna Canisius. Uh, then they'll play in the Charleston Classic. Uh, they'll play Northern Iowa, Coppin State, UB, Loyola, and then UConn. And then they play Virginia Tech right after that, at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I think that's yeah. going to be a Virginia Tech game. It's a neutral site game, too. Um, so I think they definitely challenge themselves when it comes to December. Um, and it's going to be, I think, how well they do. I think, I mean, I think they're a lock to win the Atlantic, but what their seed is going to be in the decided during their non-conference slate yeah absolutely and I think I think that's a credit to them for scheduling tough you know what I mean I think they knew coming into this year they were going to be good they were going to have every opportunity to get in at large if they didn't win the Atlantic 10 which I expect them to but you know say say disaster strikes and you get knocked out in the semis or something you now have the potential to score some quality wins with that UConn game that Virginia Tech game Uh, you know I, I think that if you can win both of those and play well enough in the A-10, maybe lose a game or two in the Atlantic 10, you will be, they will be more than fine, more than fine to get in as, as an at-large. I, I definitely agree. More than fine. I think it's crazy that you, that you got them like pegged at a top 15 team. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm just saying like, I'm not saying right now they're a top oh. 15 team. I'm just saying like, you know, Eventually. If they, yeah, I was about to say, I'm just saying like, if they, you know, they run the table in their non-conference schedule. They get to January as a one-loss team or a no-loss team, which I think could happen. 
looking right. at their non-con, I think that they certainly could be ranked in that 10-15 range. I, I don't okay. see why Fair not. You know? That was a point Fair I was enough. making. I'm not, I'm not saying they're a top right. 15 in the team in the country right now. I'm just saying come January 2nd, or excuse me, December 30th, when they open the A-10 play, I think it could be, in, it, you could make like a conversation or it could be in the conversation. We'll see. Though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going to one of those teams still playing a non-conference schedule is UConn. I think they're maybe a tick overhyped. I want to say um, mm. they'll start the season at 24th in the country. Um, listen, I really like, I, I like that team. Uh, they bring in Tyrese Martin. Um, you know, or Tyrese Martin is, is back this year. Isaiah Whaley is back. RJ Cole is back. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, maybe a little overhyped again. Uh, but I think they have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, losing, so, losing Boo Knight is like, right. That's such a huge loss. That, that's the thing. It's a massive loss. Yeah. That is like, he, I'm not going to say he was their whole team, obviously, but he was a very, right. very big part of it. You he know what I mean? He was the guy. Yeah. You know, rep- right. replacing 19 points a game is not easy. Not easy at all. You're right. going to – and I don't yeah, really and, see anybody on that team that can step into that that the guy role. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more – someone, someone is going to need to. Yeah, I know. And that, and to your point, that's, that's what kind of concerns me is that I'm not sure – looking at this roster, I don't know. I mean, can RJ Cole be that guy? Can Tyrese Martin be that guy? I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know, I suppose, I suppose we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> right. So uh, let, let's just go to um, the best teams in the country now, just to start out the year. Cause we haven't done that yet. I mean, we're yeah. a half hour into this. We haven't started. Gonzaga is uh, opening the season at number one. Um <laughs> What was our uh, what was our saying last year on the podcast? Gonzaga still really good, still good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I just they 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 were one game away from a perfect season last year. Uh, they bring in Chet Holmgren. They have Drew Timmy, who's going to be probably in the country this year. Um. You know, I think this is another year where this Gonzaga team looks like the best team in the country coming in. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I'm so excited to see Chet Holmgren play in college because yes, you've seen you've seen the highlight tapes. You know what I mean? If you have been on any basketball social media anywhere, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere, you have seen Chet Holmgren's highlights in you high have. school, and yes, he's he is a unicorn straight up like Christoph Porzingis-esque right. unicorn in the sense that mm-hmm. he can stretch the floor. He can hit the three. He's seven feet tall. He can beat you in the post. You know, he's not the biggest dude size-wise. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious he's to see how he, how he, no, I mean, or like, excuse me, like strength-wise, I meant to say, you know what I mean? Okay. He's, he's a bit lanky, yeah. skinnier, so I'm not sure how he'll be like, you know, battling rebound-wise. I, th- I think that'll be something that, potentially could hinder him i don't know but right other than that that is like the only thing that pops into my mind where i'm like yeah maybe that's a bit of a weakness for him he's a unicorn right he can he's he can do it all at seven feet tall unicorn is the he, best. he's almost like a he's almost like a bigger jalen sucks yeah yeah that's very yeah. true that's very he's, true. he's a seven foot jalen sucks yeah it's probably what it's gonna be <laughs> 
yeah that's very accurate that's very true but i know that, and i mean you got drew timmy of course who is got to be in conversation potentially for national player of the year i mean he was I, phenomenal I last year phenomenal last yeah, year and uh, i see no reason why he can't run back what he did last year um you right know, i definitely think go ahead oh no no go ahead sorry <laughs> no i was gonna say i definitely think this team is the best in the country um this year just so so much talent mm. it's uh, it's unbelievable yeah andrew nemhart too who was a really big right. role player on that national championship game team last year um, I'm sure he'll take a step up this year. He's I'm presumably going to have a lot more responsibility than he did. Right. It's, it really is just up and down. You look at this roster and you're like, wow, that is just talent. It's almost, it's board. almost one of those rosters like last year where like, I don't see a flaw. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's very true. Cause I mean, that was, that was the, that was the other thing besides Gonzaga still good was there is no flaw in that team when you look at them, you right. know? I it's think, really um, tough to find one. I think that interesting wild – it's kind of almost a wild card issue for them is uh, Tommy Lloyd. The, mm-hmm. I mean, they, Tommy Lloyd's been their top assist – was their top assistant coach for 20 years. He's now left to take the head coach job at Arizona, uh, replace Sean Miller there. Uh, I think he's going to do well there. Um, just, a, just a little side note on that. Um, they do lose – they did lose Corey Kisper – um, which is a, which is a tad concerning. Um, uh, but again, I still think this is one of those rosters that's just filled with talent up and down and should be definitely a national championship contender, if not favorite. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, absolutely. I think, so. I think anybody can agree with that. You know what I mean? I, I think right. that you will not find many people that say that Gonzaga is not the best team in the country right now. Right. In my mind. One- and their game against Texas on Saturday is going to be awesome. That is going to be an awesome game. Yes, it's a it shame is. it starts at 1030 Eastern yeah. um, on Saturday night. But, hey, I'll stay up to watch it. Um, <laughs> Texas is going to be – Texas is going to be really good. That's another top five team. Um, Chris Beard is their coach now, um, who I think – that is a perfect fit. Chris Beard at Texas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. If you told me Chris Beard is going to be the head coach at Texas for the next 20 years, I'd believe you. Oh, yeah. I no, think, I think, so. I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, you think about it, like, he was so, so good at Texas Tech. Built that program right. up from the ground pretty much. Right. You know what I mean? Great coach, great recruiter, all around, just just a good guy. And right. he comes into this Texas program that has had, you know, it has, it's had its ups and downs. But right, he is the, to your point, he is the perfect guy to make this program a contender year in year out. Like, right, I'm not gonna say label them a blue blood for the next twenty years or anything no. like that. But I do think that the tools are there for him to make that happen where they're in the conversation every year. Like you're going to like pretty much like what Mark few has done with Gonzaga. You know what I mean? Except Texas right. is in a, it's in a major conference and it's going, you know what I mean? Like Texas. it's, yeah, exactly. Texas is Texas. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with this program. And as you said, agree, top five team in the country heading into this year, no right. doubt. And I think they are, um, just another side note here, I think there's, I mean, you don't want to say, oh, yeah, Chris Beard's going to be a head coach there for the next 20 years. Because I think I see two scenarios in which he leaves. And obviously not getting ahead of myself here. I think the only ways he would leave Texas before the end of his career for Kentucky or the NBA. Yeah. I think he could be a candidate job at Kentucky uh, when Cal Perry retires, which will probably be in the next 10 years or so. But, you know, not, not wanting to get too much too uh, ahead of myself here. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to see how he does at Texas first. And I think he's going to do, a great, great job. He already has a top five before they've even played a single game. Um, another team that's top five in the country that's usually not top five, um, or top, they're, they start the year seven in the eighth poll, Purdue. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really good team this year, is Purdue. Yeah. That is a fact, man. I think, oh man, Matt Painter, he just just finds a way to win, man. Every single year, the man just finds a way to win. I don't know how he does it, but he just finds a way. And by the way, just, just, I I have to mention it. Watching Zach Day play basketball is going to be very enjoyable. I'm very much so looking forward to it. Seven foot four, like that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm very excited to watch that man play basketball. (laughs) Yeah. Him him and Travion Williams is going to be like, because Williams is 6'10", uh, se- senior year for him. Um, that that uh, that combination of the two of them, they're going to have one of the best front courts in the country, in my opinion. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. And, you have Jayden, and then you have Jaden Ivey in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. I was about to say. Who is, I think is going to become a household name this year. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that for sure because – you know, as you said, you got those two guys in the front court that can be an absolute dynamic duo. And Jaden mm-hmm. Ivey, he's that guy that I think he's almost going to be the X factor for this team because you know what you're going to get right. in Fabian Williams. You know what you're going to get in Zach Day. Just two <laughs> very large men absolutely dominating in the paint. But it's going to be Jaden Ivey, I feel like, is going to be the X factor in terms of can he, you know, can he score from the outside? Can he be that guy that can lead the way from the outside? And I agree with you. I think he absolutely can. I th- and, and again, as I said, when we just started talking about Purdue, Matt Painter, man, he just, he, he knows he just finds he, a way to win. He just gets it done year in and year out. So I am very, very curious to see how this team is. And I, I am excited to watch them. I'm very excited to see what, what they can do this year. Yeah. I think Stasha Stefanovic takes that step up this year too he's been he's been one of my favorite players in the country the past three years now uh he averaged what was he nine he was two and a half um this past year as a six five kind of combo guard uh swing man um i think he i think he can be another x factor for purdue just seeing how he goes mm-hmm. uh eric hunter uh half and two last last year um i think this is a team that's going to be ready to win and i think there's um i think this is going to be a motivated purdue team um because they had that first round lost to north texas last year in the tournament 
Um, so I think it's going to be a mix of their talent and their motivation um, to get it done this year. Yeah. Um, another Big Ten team that's going to be good, Michigan, is back. They're going to be top five. I mean, they start the year at number six in the country. Uh, they'll play UB on Wednesday. That's another team that just did so well last year um, that I think is going to take another step up this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think just when, when it comes to Michigan, I think you, you have to look no further than Hunter Dickinson. I think it's going to be, you know, they have talented pieces around him, of course, but he, he, he's got to be the guy you look to when you think of when you think of Michigan, right? I mean, seven mm-hmm. over seven feet tall, just just an animal anywhere in right. the paint. He's He really is like almost a prototypical college big man, in my opinion, because yes. I don't think – he's the kind of guy where it's like he will be a great college player, but I really am not sure that his game will translate to the NBA. You know what I mean? Just because of the way the NBA is nowadays. Right. But- and, and, and that's something we've talked about in the past in terms of the NBA just has so many guys that are like him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with you in that I don't know if his talent is really going to translate to the NBA. And I think that might be in his ear a little bit. Um because that was one of the biggest surprises um, in the pre-draft process of him deciding to come back to Michigan instead of going to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's going to be that really skilled physical guy uh, for Juwan Howard's squad. They have a bunch of freshmen uh, that are going to be good. I'm specifically looking at Caleb Houston and Kobe Bufkin um, who are going to be three really good freshmen. even I think they're going to potentially be X factors. They were all, all of them were McDonald's all Americans. Um, and I think all three of them are going to need to be as advertised. And if they can do that, I think this is a Michigan team that can be a final four team even. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I think, but this, so this also, overall, is one of those, this also yeah. is one of those things to me where it's like, you know, kind of talking about what we were discussing earlier about St. Bonaventure and their experience is how far can freshmen take you? You know what I mean? Because whenever I think of like a right. loaded, talented freshman lineup, I always am going to think of the Zion Williamson Duke team. You know what I mean? You had right. RJ Barrett on that team, Zion, of course, so many other talented players. Who am I blanking? RJ Barrett, mm-hmm. Zion, who's the other guy on that team? Why am I blanking? It's Barrett. Oh, God, who was it? Barrett, Zion, and who was the other I'm, big man? I'm looking team? it up. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I was about to say. Cam Reddish. Cam, Cam Reddish. Reddish, thank you. Yes. Like, I, I think of that team, that three-headed monster, all really talented freshman players, but you got to the tournament and didn't get it done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost lost to UCF. Arguably should have lost to UCF. Right. And – then you, you get knocked out in the Sweet 16, if I remember, or Sweet 16 or Elite 8, I forget. But actually, I think it was the Elite 8. But I think it was the Elite 8. Yeah, but uh, you know what I mean? Whenever I think of really talented young teams, I always think of that team. And in my mind, I'm just right. like, experience is important, especially when you get to March. So mm-hmm. that, is, that is my one concern about this team, is just that I think the lack of experience could potentially hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe they can be the exception. Maybe it's talent can – get them to that point. 
I think the talent with the talent they have, they're definitely a final four or you know, definitely, but they have the potential to be a final four team. Mm-hmm. The experience just concerns me a little bit. That is, I would say right. my, my uh, summation of that team. <laughs> right. One team we haven't talked about another West coast team. that's going to be the best team in the pack 12 open the season. Number two in the country is UCLA. Um, I think that college basketball is something I think college basketball is more fun when UCLA is one of the best teams in the country. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but that's my thought. Hey man, Um, this is a team that absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right. This is a team that made a surprise run, uh, to the final four last year. And, but, but here's, here's my thought about them. Johnny Duzang and Jaime Yaquez are back. Um, Tiger Campbell will be back this year. Um, Cody Riley is back this year for them. But here's my thought about this UCLA team is they were barely a tournament team last year. And like, obviously that tournament run to the final four was magical um, for them. It was so fun. However, just last year, there was a whole lot of just, eh, like, UCLA's all right. Bubble team, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's my one worry about them. Like, are they going to do the same thing this year? Yeah. And are they going to be overhyped a little bit, just opening the season at number two? Um, you know, because sometimes, like, there is a recency bias um, yeah. in those rankings. Yeah. And I think UCLA, I do hope they're good. Um, I'd love to see them as a top five team in the country, potentially contending for a national championship. Uh, but I do just worry about them a little bit. And I think they might fall victim to a little bit of recency bias. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, that is my, I, I ditto pretty much what you just said. I think that's my right. biggest concern too, is that as you said, last year, they were in the regular season. They were a pretty much a bubble team. They were, a, right. They were a okay to pretty good team coming into the tournament. Right. They go on that magical run, Johnny Juicing, Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez. Like, I mean, obviously people knew about Johnny Juicing and, you know, they knew the names, but for a lot of people to the national audience, that was a coming out party for a lot of them. You know what I mean? Right. So it makes me wonder, are exactly what you just said like are they going to do the same thing again is it going to be another thing where it's like regular season they're eh, and then it's a magical tournament run can they take that momentum from the tournament and translate that the mm-hmm. translate that into the regular season and be a top five team in the country throughout the whole regular season i don't know you know what i mean i hope mm-hmm. they are because like you said I, it's fun when ucla is good but it, it is just better overall when ucla yeah, is good yeah absolutely and I mean, I think looking at their schedule, Villanova, November 12th, going to be very fun. I'm really excited for that game. Yeah. yeah. Going to be very fun. And then November 23rd, Gonzaga, right? So we got a, we got a, yeah, UCLA Gonzaga rematch. Mm-hmm. Yep. No Jalen Suggs this time. So we'll see what happens. No. <laughs> but uh, so. yeah, man, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm very, very curious yeah. to see. I would say of all the top 10 teams, I think that this team is the one that maybe I'm not concerned about per se, but I'm very curious to see what they are, mm-hmm. right? Like that Villanova game, right. I'm really curious to see what level they're at 
You know what I mean? I don't know right. if it's going to be a tight game. Do they blow out Villanova? Does Villanova blow them out? I could not tell you. I really don't know no. what to expect. So I'm very curious to see what they are pretty much. Right, right. Villanova is going to be good this year too. Um, a lot of – maybe that's another team with some question marks around them. They do have – they have a lot back. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl um, is gone. Um, but otherwise, I think that's going to be another team that's good. They got Colin Gillespie back. Uh, they got Jermaine Samuels back, Justin Moore back, uh, Caleb Daniels back. Um, I think that's going to be a Villanova team that's interesting. Um, some other teams I'm kind of looking at a little bit. I'm looking at Memphis is another one um, that I think is going to be interesting. Uh, they opened the year at number 12 in the country. Um, I think this is the year because um, they have Amani Bates, who was the best, one of the best recruits in the country. They have Jalen Durant one of the best recruits in the country. This is the year for Memphis to take that step and be one of the best teams in the country. This is so. the year. I think so. Yeah. And I mean, Penny Hardaway has like, even last year, you know what I mean? When they didn't have the most talent in the world, I thought Penny Hardaway right. did a good job doing what he could with that roster coaching wise. You know what I mean? Like right. we all know Penny Hardaway, the recruiter, but right, you know, I thought he did a pretty solid job, you know, on the you know leading that team as well. So now, as mm-hmm. you said, you have him. You put together two of the best recruits in the country in Bates and Duran. I think I I agree with you. I think this absolutely could be a fun team to watch. I think this could potentially be the year that they do put it together. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of question marks for sure, but. I, I do think that, you know, similar to UCLA, I'm curious to see what they do in their non-conference schedule. I'm curious to see, you know, let me let me take a glance here real quick. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee in July, or July, December. Oh, my God. Why the fuck is July? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. No, yeah, not Alabama, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was literally half a year off. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee in December. I think those are probably their two biggest non-conference games. So, you know, we're going to have to wait a little while to see them play a, like a ranked team at the moment. Um, right. But, you know, I, I am curious. I'm very curious. because I, I'm excited because I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, seeing them in a couple of weeks um, in person. I'm going to the NIT tip off. Uh, now I'm going to night two of it. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving on the 26th. And Memphis is one of the teams playing um, in that. So I'll be interested to see, you know, how that goes. Um, mm. I think they're either going to be playing Xavier or Iowa State um, that mm. night. So, yeah, that's either of those, either of those opponents are going to be quality. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, how that goes for them. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think, number one, that's exciting for you. And number two, I agree. I think I think it's gonna be I'm gonna yeah. be very curious to see what what we what we uh, get out of that team. A team that I want to bring up just so, because yeah. it's a team it's a team that's near and dear to my heart. All right, I think you know what team I'm gonna say. My adopted my say? adopted children, the Illinois Fighting Illini. 
<laughs> Kofi Coburn is back. Of course. Which is yep. literally and figuratively a very, very big, I almost said acquisition, but a really big return for them. Andre right. Curbelo, I think, is ready to take that next step. He was great for them off the bench last year, played such a big role for them. You lose Io DeSumo, of course, but I think Curbelo can – One of the biggest losses in the country, oh, IMO. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think that Andre Curbelo can step into that role. I think Colburn still being there mm-hmm. is big because he gives you that anchor. He gives you that guy that you can go to and get a double-double almost every night out of. You know, Trent Frazier is another guy that comes back who I think is – I think can and is going to have to step into a bigger role for them. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're starting the year ranked 11th, but Ken Palm has them fourth, which I found to be pretty right. interesting. So – is this a team that is underranked in the AP top 25? I don't know. I think we're going to find out. They really right. don't have the strongest non-conference schedule. Um, they play, mm-hmm. I mean, they play Notre Dame. They play Iowa um, at Marquette. They play Arizona, but you know what I mean? No ranked opponents as of now in their non-conference schedule. Um, right. Don't play a ranked opponent until 21st ranked Maryland in January. So, you know, unless one of these teams comes out of nowhere and starts playing really well and gets into the top 25, they right. really don't have much of a test. I think, I think Arizona, could, I think Arizona could do that. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, we talked about them earlier, you know what I mean? New head coach, right. new era. I could, I don't see why not. I think that that's certainly a good shout, but I don't know, man. I, I might just be biased because I did kind of adopt Illinois last year. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think I, I love Andre Curbelo. I think he's one of the more exciting players in the country just because he's a shorter player. He's speedy. You don't really expect some of the mm-hmm. things that he does. Right. But he makes it happen. And, of course, of course, Kofi, Kofi Coburn is so solid. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I said, he's he's almost a double double every night guy. So I I hope they're good. I think that's another team like we talked about um with Purdue. I think that's gonna be one of those teams that's gonna be motivated um by a loss in the tournament last year. They lose to Loyola Chicago. They were one seed in the tournament last year. They mm-hmm. lose to Loyola Chicago in the round of 32. I think that's another one that's gonna be, you know, motivated and talented ready to go I, I I don't think they're a national title contender um, but, but I think this could you know outlook and be a team that could end up as probably a top 20 team in the country I'll mm-hmm. go with right now yeah I think so said and done. I think so I could agree with that and yeah. I guess if if we want to transition you know maybe this can be our last team maybe we can have a few more but we do have to discuss the defending national champions of course the Baylor Bears we do. We have not we've not even mentioned the defending national champs yet on this podcast. God, there's so many teams. We could go for hours, but we're, we're gonna run out of time soon. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But uh, you know, I think I think Baylor's they're gonna be hit hard because they lose a lot. Yes, they lose a lot. But again, you can't you can't scoff at the fact that they are the defending national champions, you know right. what I mean. You can't scoff at that. I mean, Adam Flagler's back. Uh, Full Thamba is back. Um, you know, but God, 
that is so much talent to lose. I mean, you, you they won the right. national championship, so you can't be too upset about it. But right. Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Mark Vital, just those three Masio guys. Teague. Yeah, Messi, Messi Teague, right. of course. Like, just those four guys right there are such big losses. I mean, you right. lose your top three scorers, and Mark Vital, who was just – probably one of my favorite energy guys in the country last year. Uh-huh. I mean, the dude, like <laughs> the best way I can describe him is that Mike vital was just a tank, man. That man was just a tank. Yes. Like y- you weren't going to get a lot of points out of him, but God damn it. You were going to get some hard earned minutes right. out of that man. So, you know, I'm curious to see if Adam Flagler can step into that role of being the guy. I mean, it's kind of a similar situation where we we're talking about with you Connor earlier is, who can step into that role? You know, they pretty mm-hmm. much had a three-headed monster. They didn't really have a guy like UConn had Boot Knight, but can Adam Flagler step into a role and, you know, contribute big minutes for them and contribute big points for them? I think mm-hmm. he can. I think he's I think he's capable of that, but you know, we're I mean, we're gonna find out, you know. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have so I, I think we'll do you wanna wrap up with teams here? We'll we got we got champions classic tomorrow starting out kansas and michigan state michigan state's unranked um to start the year and then you got the big one the late game between kentucky and duke um i think both of those are going to be uh really fun games to watch unfortunately i can't watch them because i'll I'll be working tomorrow night um but i'm i i'm hoping to get uh back in time to catch the second game uh duke is favored by one and a half in that game so that's going to be a lot of fun uh, mm. down at Madison Square Garden. Uh, really, really looking forward to that game. Um, and just all the games in general, you know. Um, we'll start out. What, what's the first game tomorrow? Um, well, we got two games at three. Manhattan, hey, is playing Manhattanville, a non-Division one, and Alcorn State, Washington State. It gets started at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Hey, all right. Okay. Hold on. A oh, there you go. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. I got to hold on. Let me, let me pull up the, uh, the full schedule myself. Yeah, yeah. Would you look at that Alcorn state and Washington state. That is, that is a, uh, that is a game, man. A that game. is a game. Yo, Bob <laughs> Jones university. What is Bob, oh, Bob Jones university? Hold on a minute. They, they... We got to research this. Bob Jones. I've heard it. I've heard it. Because they, they play D1s a lot. Oh, they do? I've never heard yeah. of Bob Jones University. I just like the name Bob Jones University. It's so simple. What They're are playing they, D2. They must be. Division. Oh, no, they're D3. They're, they're D3. Okay. Yeah. Shut up, Bob Jones they're University, playing, man. They're, play, they're playing three Division One opponents. They're playing Wofford tomorrow. Georgia Southern on the 16th, and then Charleston Southern on the 20th. Oh man! All right. Oh, and Presbyterian, Presbyterian on December 3rd. Wow! Sounds like Bob Jones University, man. I love how Bob. Can we make Bob Jones University this year's Dixie State? Well, Dixie State is D1. Oh yeah, that's true. We need okay. We need to find a new random D1 school that we have to talk about almost every week for no reason. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll get there. We haven't established uh, them yet this we'll, year. We'll figure out. We'll figure out the candidate. Uh, yeah, I was about to say we'll weeks. figure that out. Dixie State definitely <laughs> won the award last year. 
So we're yeah. going well, to Dixie State. Dixie State's playing Gonzaga tomorrow. That is true. I I saw that. And I saw that because yes. I was looking at Gonzaga's team page earlier. I was like, oh my God, it's Dixie State. Long time no see. <laughs> so yeah, we got Dixie State. Man, Dixie. Shout out Dixie State, man. Great. Shout out that. Great, great team name. Great, great school name. And the fact that they are not in like the Bible Belt is the weirdest thing to me. They're in friggin' yes. Utah. Still the, one of the weirdest things to me ever. Wait, Utah, right? Or are they in Colorado? <laughs> I mean, I already forgot. I think it's uh, Utah. It's gotta be Utah. Hey, they're playing USC too. Yeah, was Utah confirmed? Yeah, they're playing USC too. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, maybe Dixie (laughs) State will reclaim its award. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just trying to see. What what other good games? Yeah, Bob Jones University and Dixie State aside, uh, what other games we got here? Um, Champions Classic, of course. Yeah, I think Sienna Bonaventure will be interesting just because I want to see how Bonaventure's favorite by 20 in that game. But yeah, I was just about to say, uh, I yeah, no, I mean, for me, it's like one of those things where it's like I want to see how Bonaventure is and I also want to see how Sienna is. So, right, I think that is definitely a game I'll, if I'm able to, I'll try and tune into. Um, I mean, obviously, looking ahead to the weekend, you have Villanova and UCLA on Friday night, slash the middle of the night on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Then Texas Gonzaga on Saturday night. Um, those will all be games that are fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. To wrap up, it is 9.37 p.m. on November 8th. Who is your pick to win the national championship right now? Man. I don't want to like. I you gotta want to make a call right now. I know, man. I <laughs> I'm, I'm so conflicted because I don't want to just say the safe choice in Gonzaga, but I I'm going outside the box. I'm going, going outside. outside the box. Okay, then I'll, I'll, go, I'll go outside the yeah. box as well. It is a team we've talked about today. Okay. You know what, man? What you, got? you know what, man? I am gonna say. I'll say the Purdue Boilermakers. Oh. I'll say the Purdue Boilermakers. I think. You know I what? Think, what's up? I was going with them too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'll say Purdue. And then I'll also say, just because that's what you were going to say, just to, just to make it a little bit more fun, I will say, I'll say the Texas Longhorns. Chris Beard gets it done in his first year at the helm. Okay. I like Michigan too. I think it could be Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a Big Ten year. Big Ten hasn't won a title since 2000. That's so um, crazy. I think they've this had could so be many good teams Ten. too. That's so crazy so to think many about. Good teams. Oh my god. That's How nuts. many ranked teams do they have uh, to kick? Off? How many ranked teams do they have to kick off the year? Probably uh, one, two, three, four, five, five. Just five. Yeah. It's actually surprising. I thought they had more. Well, Michigan State's. 26 provokes indiana's there right there too okay uh, mike woodson true mike <laughs> woodson that's another fun storyline we got the mike woodson era starting at indiana that's that, that be is fun going to, watch. to be interesting <laughs> yeah i would, I would agree so. with that i would agree <laughs> with that who do you think out of hmm, non-power five wise who do you think could be like Shout out to Mid Major Madness. 
who do we think who do you think is like the best mid-major team in the country or one of the better mid-major teams in the country because and it's off the top of my head I thought Belmont because I know they, Ooh, they bring okay. back some guys they bring um blanking on his hold on let me let me you you say yours let me let me pull up my Belmont information um, so I'm not talking well, I, I, want, I want to almost go with the safe one in Bonaventure um, oh yeah about oh true 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 I don't know how I forgot about Bonaventure. Yeah, but I just know. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I might go Drake. That's a good shout. They were a fun. They were a fun one last I, year. I'm, I'm thinking like kind of outside of Bonaventure. Mm-hmm. Because no, like that, that's Bonaventure. what I was thinking too. But because like because like Bonaventure is the correct answer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Belmont and Drake are playing each other on Thanksgiving. Really? I didn't even know that. That's I exciting. That's actually yeah, it's dude, that's like that's the mid-major madness game of the year right there. I love that. It is. <laughs> it's uh it's it's one of the ESPN uh invite tournaments. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well that's cool. I had there no idea go. they were playing each other. That'll be fun. I'll probably right. watch that. Yeah, but say why not? Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. By the way, right, Nick, so, Nick, Nick Muzinski, that was the guy in Belmont I was thinking of, the center. Nick, Nick Muzinski. Right. They, they right. bring him back. That was the guy I was thinking of. Okay. So there you go. So <laughs> I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun. I know, man. Just so, cannot believe it's like, it's like the night before Christmas, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just about wrap up. Uh, on the first week of the Talking Smack podcast, season starts tomorrow. Yeah. Follow along with us all year. Uh, yes. We're going to be doing this all year. Yes. So, Plan is yeah. tentatively, tentatively Monday night, Tuesday morning for the pod. Uh, we're planning on recording Monday nights. That may change come winter when the yes. semester ends and our schedules will probably be different. But tentatively – Monday night, Tuesday morning yes. for the pod. Yeah. So, um, so if you're still listening, join back with us each week. Have some fun. Uh, yeah. Where else can you? Where else time. can you? Uh, where else can you learn about the location of Dixie State University and also exactly. get a comprehensive breakdown of like eight, nine top twenty-five teams? Like, yeah, where else? Where exactly. else can you get that? Nowhere. Where else can you do it? We're, we're our own brand. Yes, that is a fact. <laughs> Shout out to Bob Jones University as well. Where else can you learn about exactly. Bob Jones University? We love them. <laughs> so that'll be it for the first edition of the 2021-22 Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.